Home is the nucleus of the family. The family is the nucleus of society. And if we lose that family unit, we are definitely going to lose freedom in our society. God, God set up family. He's the one who orchestrated the whole thing. He started with himself, God, the father and the son and the Holy Spirit. That's what he created within us and in our home as a family. So concentrate on that and you will win a lot more battles than you will lose. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Trevor Talks, where, you know, we talk to real people about real topics and real stories. I'm your host, Trevor Tyson, and I've got a special guest here today. We've got Brian Lane. Brian, you're here. You made it. Am I special? You're very special in the eyes of the Lord. Amen and amen. Amen. Am I like a special guest host or am I you just a are special a special guest? Special guest for this portion of the show because we've got Missy Robertson from Duck Dynasty joining us. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> that is exciting, but it's fun that we get to do like, we're going to do an intro and outro for this episode because it's right. such a special episode. It's a very powerful topic to discuss and it's the topic of adoption, which she just had her new kids book because you're my family drop. And that's the purpose of this episode. But it's, there's so much more to be discussed in the time frame that we had. So like, it's cool to be able to talk about this stuff before and after the show. Well, I think you're going to be extremely excited because you're writing your own kid's book. So this is going to be like cherry pick, you know, some great ideas from a great person. And you heard it here first. My bad. I wasn't supposed to say that. (laughs) (laughs) They can know, they can know, but yeah, like I'm excited. It's, it's going to be one of those things. Like I've always wanted to do it. And so now that it's in the works and being able to see like illustrations come to life and, be able to take the things that I experienced as a child and put it into a piece of literature for other kids who may be struggling with the same things to find and be able to grow up with is is such an amazing feeling. I don't think people realize the level in which children's books make an impact. I mean, I think every one of us can really look back on a time when the teacher was sitting there showing us the pictures and reading us the story. And, uh, you know, I read the, I can't even remember how there was called, like the Bernstein Bears. Or the, yeah, the Bernstein Bears. Bernstein, uh, Bernstein. For me, some kind of. For me, it was corduroy. You know, the one that had the green overalls on. Like oh, I used yeah, to ask yeah. for Christmas every year when I was a kid. I want this. I want this. But they didn't have Amazon then, so I never got it. Well, Praise yeah. God. They definitely didn't have Amazon back in the early '80s with me. So you know, it's, <laughs> I, Jeff Bezos I, was around. Amazon wasn't. <laughs> a time before a time. Bob it a bob it a bob. My time. <laughs> but, but no, yeah, I, I think I think the topic of adoption is going to be cool. It hits home personally, uh, seeing that I I've been adopted. We've taken in foster kids. Mm-hmm. We're working on adoptions and, and things like that. So I'm, I'm excited to hear what's uh, put out there and what's said and, and to learn more about her and what she's into and, and what she's doing right now with her life. Yeah. And we'll explain a little bit more in the intro with her, but Missy Robertson is one of the moms of duck dynasty duck yeah. commander from the duck dynasty royalty it is every time i go into an antique store or walmart barnes and noble there's always a duck dynasty aisle so it was one of those things where like i'm from social circle tiny town in georgia duck dynasty's royalty around here so this is a really cool interview and i'm excited for people to finally get to hear it good old duck dynasty the robertsons the The robertsons Robertsons. yeah i think think every single one of them are doing something amazing right now Sadie's got her podcast and a bunch of books, speaks at Passion, ton of conferences. Yeah. Um, 
Jason Willie, I'm assuming, are still doing the Duck Commander thing and right, making right. bank off that. Yep. And then Willie's got his own beard stuff. We have it. We got Man, it. It's at Walmart. You got to have beard stuff. You got to have that beard stuff. I, obviously, we know that the Duck Commander himself, Phil Robertson. Did I say that right? Phil, yeah, Robinson. Phil Robertson. Yeah, Phil Robertson. Yeah, he's got his podcast and everything with the Blaze. Robinson. It's, it's Robinson. Terrible. Swiss Family Robertson, yeah. I think. Well, I mean, that's day. a different version of that, but I, I'm sure they got some of that, that chemistry oh, yeah. going on. But I'll, I'll say I'll say this. You know, it's it's always good when you when the Lord opens up an opportunity for you and then you're able to capitalize on it for the, for the kingdom of God in other ways later on because of that one door that was open for you. Yeah. And they're not wasting any opportunity, especially mm-hmm. Missy and man let's get into it yeah let's do it here is my interview with missy robertson hey everyone and welcome to this week's episode of trevor talks i'm your host trevor tyson and i'm so thrilled that you've joined us for what i believe is going to be a super encouraging time with our guest missy robertson missy is best known from her crucial role on the hit tv show duck dynasty and is been a huge asset to the success of the family business, Duck Commander. But aside from all the lights, publicity, and success, she's a mother of four, author, and an amazing businesswoman with a huge heart. Please help me welcome Missy Robertson. Missy, thank you for <laughs> thank being you. here. Thank you. That was an amazing introduction. I want to stick you in my pocket and take you around with me. <laughs> That's always my hope and what I thrive for. So that is awesome. <laughs> thank you. But tell me, how has it been in West Monroe, Louisiana over the past two years? It's been kind of weird for everybody, but how has it yeah. been specifically in your town? Well, you know, uh, we know that COVID is going on, but when you watch the news, it seems like that we're living in a different land down here in Louisiana. We know it's there. We're taking precautions, but we're not letting it run our lives. So, um, yeah, we've, we've been just getting it as fast as we can, and it's not been really slowing us down a whole lot here. Good, good. And you've most recently added another addition to the family. You adopted a miracle child, Miss Karina. How has that been? She's amazing. We got her when she was 18. So there's a whole lot that we missed out on in her life. But I think, you know, it's all about God's timing. And he placed her in our life. And, you know, he placed us in her life at the exact right moment, I believe, to help each other. Um, And she's she was officially an adult at 18, but for those of your viewers out there who know that having children and raising children doesn't stop when they're 18 years old. Sometimes it just takes on a different role. So she became part of our family during that role of her life and during that role of our life. Come on. And so from a mother's perspective of someone who's raised your um, biological children and now adopted children, what is your perspective on what it means to have unconditional love for a child? It's a broad term for sure. And in the book that we're going to talk about, it simplifies it a bit to an idealistic way of talking about it. But, um, you know, with with Karina being introduced at 18 years old, she um, she had to get to know us as parents. She didn't have parents growing up. She was raised by her grandmother who then passed away when she was 16. And then that left her completely orphaned. So, you know, she didn't have a mom to give her advice that I, you know, kind of took advantage of whenever I was growing up. I didn't really think too much about it. And probably my kids as, as well, just always having moms, um, mom in your ear, 
you know, telling you what you should do, what you shouldn't do, how you should take take care of certain things, how you should do in school, what you, how you should act with your friends, how you should be polite when you're in public and all these different things that Karina just didn't have. And I find these things out the more time that she spends with us about different aspects about hospitality. Nobody's really ever showed her how to be hospitable in certain ways. So those things are um, a little bit challenging because with my kids, they saw it in our home all of the time, all of those different aspects. And with Karina, she just has to hear it from us. So it's definitely a different way of, of parenting an adult child that has also never been in this country before as well. So culture and customs are very different. Um, but hopefully overall she sees that we do love her unconditionally, just like we do our other children. And that is mirrored from our father in heaven who loves us unconditional. And that's just such a perfect way to segue into Brave Books, because not only are you teaching your children this actively and now grandchildren, congratulations on that as well, (laughs) but you're, you're bringing it to the forefront for an entire next generation. So what's the elevator pitch or like the overall mission of Brave Books to kind of start this out? Well, um, with my book, the the storyline is very simplistic, but very deep. <laughs> mm-hmm. How about that? <laughs> yeah. It really covers all levels because, you know, when we think about love. We throw that word around all the time. We even have an emoji for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I go from, you know, I'm, I love Miss Kay's chocolate pie, which I really love Miss Kay's chocolate pie all the way to I would die for my children because I love them so much. And there's so much area in between. So what does a child understand about unconditional love? That's a big word and it has a lot of meaning in it. And so basically when this is a book that you can read to your child that tells you how to relay the information that no matter what you do, if when you mess up, when you disobey, when you do something that you think is the worst thing you could possibly do, that will never change my love for you. Am I disappointed? Yes. Do I expect that you're going to rectify the situation? Yes. There will be consequences, but my love for you will never, ever change. That's what this book is about. And it is such a a cute little fun way too of relaying that information to your child in a way that they can retain it and understand it. Wow. And the book is called Because You're My Family. And (laughs) I literally have read through the book three times. I don't know why I got like (laughs) stuck there. But the story is mapping around two parents, Arthur and Fiona and their son, Valor. And they they adopted, by the way. Yes. Which Mm -hmm. that was the first thing that came to my mind when I saw the book. I was like, you've got two lions and a white tiger. Yes. (laughs) Such a well-written book, but yet it's illustrated so well as it's... yes. It's an asset for parents everywhere. And even for someone who's not dating, married, or has have anything to do with kids right now, it's it was encouraging for me to read. And Good. I just want to map out like, since I've read it three times now, it's nothing short of beautiful. So mm-hmm. can you kind of tell us a little bit about the scenario that is kind of mapped sure. out with Valor and his parents? Sure. Little Valor it wakes up one morning and expects to have a fun day with his um 
fun uncle. So there's always, there's that aspect that kind of mirrors our family there, but uh, his mom reminds him or kind of changes the plans for him that day into, Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot about that, but we're going to do this instead. And this was that Miss Bunny down the street had another baby and we're going to make a carrot cake for her. So go to the garden, pick out all the carrots and bring them back and we'll make a carrot cake to serve someone who needs our service down the street. So Fowler was not happy about that and went and did the chore like he was supposed to do, but didn't finish it. When he picked all the carrots, he ended up throwing them in the ditch because he was just really mad at his mom for changing those plans. And then he realized what he had done and he hid. He, he stayed away from home. The rains came, the storm got worse. His little life was in danger. And all of the while his parents were worried for him. Forget the disobedience, forget what you did. We now have to go and rescue our son and find him because we love him more than anything. And they go and find him in the nick of time and save his life. And when they bring him back, the conversation between him and his father is beautiful. I'm just going to read a line of it, if that's okay. Totally. Because he's little Valor looks at his dad and says, Daddy, why did you save me? All I've done today is pout and disobey. And his father smiled and says, I don't love you because you obey me. I love you because you're my son and nothing can change that. Of course, there will be consequences for your actions. You'll need to apologize to your mother and help her help her regather the carrots. But nothing will ever change how much I love you. So it's not just about everything is okay. I'm going to take care of everything for you. It is everything will be okay because I love you now. Go and fix what you messed up. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's also that aspect of the story yeah. as well. And it was such a unique twist after they saved their son, obviously. They got a cold from being yes. out in the rain, <laughs> and he got to fix what he had um, messed up. And it's it's reflecting the love of Christ. Like That's what we're supposed to do as human beings on this yes. earth. We're supposed to raise our children up and hopefully... Um, steward them in a way to where they go to heaven, right? So the fact that this book is showing that from a parent's perspective and such beauty behind the story of adoption, it had my brain moving so quick because I'm like, I can remember countless times of things I messed up with my parents. And I was like, oh, they're never going to forgive me. But it's like, it's tiny stuff. It was just poor decisions like drawing on the wall or doing something like that I shouldn't have been doing, but Mm -hmm. never for a moment did they ever question their love. That was something that I had internalized on like, oh, they can't love me because of this. But every single time, like, of course you'd be punished and punishment now looks a lot different than it did in a lot of ways um, in society. I'm hot take, whip your kids if they deserve it, you know, like (laughs) instill some boundaries here, but It's something that we all need. And just like your daughter, Karina, like she didn't have anybody to kind of steer her in the right direction. So even for me as a 20 year old, uh, 24 year old person reading this book, I'm like, this reminded me of the love of Christ. It reminded me of the sacrifices. Yeah. And that that was, that was not just a coincidence, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) But you know, that when you say that he had a chance to make up for it, it was actually his, his life became a life of gratitude in the story after that, because, Mm -hmm. you know, he said, I want to love you. He says this in the book, I want to love you like you love me because you're my family. And that's where the title came from. So, um, you know, the father says, I love you because you're my son. That's it. Period. End of story. 
um, no matter what you do. And so Valor is learning. I want to love like my daddy loves me. I want to love everyone around me. And because we are my family, I want to love you. So it's the same as the father is with us. He saved us. He loved us so much that he sacrificed his own son for us to make us become his children. So our life should reflect a life of gratitude in the same exact way that Valor's did with his family. Yeah. And the whole prompt behind Brave Books and even this book especially is to help instill conservative values that are kind of getting lost in translation in the next generation. Why is that message so important to you? Well, you know, we there's so much on the media right now. Um, the vitriol, the shaming, the other side, the discord. It's not just about disagreement anymore. It's not just having a healthy conversation anymore. It's... um it's just mean. It's just, it's just meanness. You know, we tell our children now be kind, but don't watch me when I get on TV or when I get on Facebook or when I get on Instagram, because the comments that I'm going to make are not reflective of what I'm telling you. Well, how is that working in your home? It's, it's a totally mixed message. And so if I understand that, that we want to save our country, I mean, our country is based on freedom and our rights that were given to us by God, our creator. Hallelujah. Amen. What if it comes a time where we lose those rights? Are we going to lose our faith? You know, I think that's a question that we all should have. And I hope not. I hope that my family will not lose their faith if this country loses its freedom. And we just don't know what the future holds. But God does. We don't have to question his love for us as well in in those times, too. So, you know, we might go out and think, I'm going to I'm going to save our country. I'm going to run for whatever office. I'm going to get a platform where I'm going to have lots of followers who listen to all of my political views. Great. Fantastic. Go for it. But don't forget your family at home. And those of us who, you know, you don't we don't have large platforms. What can I do? I can start at home. Home is the nucleus of the family. The family is the nucleus of society. And if we lose that family unit, we are definitely going to lose freedom in our society. God, God set up family. He's the one who orchestrated the whole thing. He started with himself, God, the father and the son and the Holy Spirit. That's what he created within us and in our home as a family. So concentrate on that and you will win a lot more battles than you will lose. Yeah. And one of the conversation points that was actually a little controversial um, that y'all did on Duck Dynasty was at the end of every episode, you came together and prayed around the dinner table. That was a statement. Like at the time, it was probably just like on the first episode, it was normal. That's something you did, but it sparked a conversation because even in, I live in a tiny town called Social Circle and it's in Georgia. And, you know, a lot of even conservative families, they forget to give thanks at the end of dinner. They forget that like when you get a platform, you need to inst- help instill these values of faith into the next generation. So with all of the success of the show, with all the success of the books, it seems like you would take it easy, right? It seems like Missy and Jace <laughs> would be like, you know what? We're good. We're just going to lay low for a little while. But you keep coming to the table with bright and brilliant ideas and instilling such meaningful messages into the next generation. Um, well, that, that? that's because I can tell you that's because we feel very strongly with what the Lord has placed on our hearts to do. We've always been mission minded. It didn't just start with Duck Dynasty. It had been since my early childhood. I'm a, pre- a preacher's kid, a PK, they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so my home was always filled with some type of ministry. And then Jason, I started that as well. So this is not something that was like, oh, now that we have, you know, we're famous, let's just keep being famous. Hmm. It was, we were doing ministry. God used us to elevate him in a way that we never saw coming. And we want to keep elevating him and making him look good. And he brings opportunities our way. We don't go for all of them, but we take each one very seriously and prayerfully. And that's why when this opportunity came for this cute little, sweet little children's book, Because You're My Family, researched it, um, figured out exactly you know what, what we should do and how is this going to make families stronger, the kingdom stronger, and make Jesus look good and that was the answer to why I did this book. Come on. It's so good. And to kind of close out, I really want to leave people with a message of hope, especially people that, that grew up like Karina and they didn't have a loving family at home to really help guide them in the right direction. So to close out some people who grew up without love in their home, and maybe that's left a gaping hole in their heart from a mother's mouth to a child's ears, what would you leave them with? You know, we have a lot of family and even some things going on right now in our life where we're faced with um, that opportunity right now to show a child love that he's never had before and that he may never experience from his own his own family. Um, That God places people in and out of our lives that we need and exactly when we need them for opportunities is what the opportunities is what we need to be looking for and prayer. I mean, in in some situations recently, I've just said, you know what? I'm a planner. I'm a super big planner. But in this situation, I'm just going to let the Lord lead. I'm just going to be quiet and listen and try to figure out, I mean, hour by hour in some instances, Lord, you got me. Your love is not going to fail me. Your plan is ultimate and infinite. And I'm going to do my best to just follow it. That is where the hope lies. In the end, we live forever. The resurrection is the ultimate hope. So no matter what we go through on this earth, if we're in Jesus, we get to live forever. Yeah, that's so good. And because you're my family is available wherever books are sold. And just thank you so much for coming on and giving us this message of hope. I know for a fact for myself, thank you to you and Jace for doing what you're doing and helping instill these core values that we have and for just genuinely loving on people. You're not just out here talking the talk. You're walking the walk. It's obvious. And you're not just trying to be another celebrity. You're making a huge difference and an impact. So thank, thank you, you for that. what you're doing. Thank Definitely. you. Thank you for having me. Of course. And for everyone watching on YouTube or listening, be sure to stay tuned for the after show with Brian Lane on all the audio platforms and we love you guys so much so missy thank you again and we'll talk to you guys next week thank you have a great day bro that was freaking amazing dude it's like my teenage years just all my dreams came true bro you're still a teenager quit lying to people I'm 24 years old as we speak of this in, uh, what is it? March, 2022, dude. But (laughs) the even crazier thing here is right after we recorded this, uh, and this is coming from taste of country magazine. Apparently Jason Missy, like right after we recorded this adopted a child, like short term, apparently the young lady that they're raising the child for, I guess right now, um, Jace baptized her. Let's see. Yeah. Jace baptized this woman two years ago and she just had a baby and is 
like living a, like uh, combating a life of addiction and okay. um she left the baby for jason missy like by name that is insane by the way <laughs> Uh, we got a package for you uh, down in uh, the maternity yeah. ward. Dude, literally, that's like, crazy. That's literally like they left the like. I guess she got arrested um, for some stuff, and Missy and Jace were the ones on the list to raise the kid. So it's a Bruh. newborn, like very recently born baby, and the woman that everyone, if you're still listening to this, just listen to talk about adoption and the beauty of it, just adopted a kid. I mean, that's put your money where your mouth is, you know, like that's She's like not even just like talking about it. And what are the odds that that happens in the middle of a press tour? <laughs> like, oh, oh, well, I think maybe the press tour, sometimes when people hear your passion, yeah, yeah. they're like, you know what? <laughs> I need these people to step in for me. And uh, sometimes somebody, when you write a check, somebody does try to cash it every once in a while. And yeah, and, and obviously it wasn't a bounce check because they had the money yeah. and the funds in the bank and they, and they stood up for what they believed in and did the right thing. And that and, goes to show, man, like you never know what's going to happen. Like, what are the odds? Exactly. Right. Um, but this is such a big topic. Like this is something that you've done time and time again. You've had foster kids. You currently have foster kid. Um, you're walking the walk as well. Well, you know, from, from when I was younger and the things that I went through as a child, I don't want anybody to ever have to go through that. And, uh, the system's not perfect, but it works when everybody's doing what they need to be doing. But sometimes kids like me and other people, um, out there have fallen through the cracks in the system and the system has failed them. And so I want to be a part of the working, um, part of that mechanism. You know, I want to be able to to offer to kids something that I wasn't able to get as a foster kid, as an adoptee. I want to give them that safe space. And I think that's important for people because they need to have a place where they can feel comfortable, feel yeah. safe to to grow into who they are and um and become who they're going to be. Yeah. Uh, you got to offer that to people. People need yeah. that in their life. I don't know how many times I've heard people say and if I only had a little bit of time, if I could just sit down and clear my head and get a little time to think and gather myself. And so my whole philosophy, my whole belief system, you know, number one, it's all about God. But number two, it's offering that, uh, that place that I needed when I was growing up that I didn't get to somebody who will be able to take hold of it and run with it. Yeah. And it even goes into like when you go into adulthood, like you can adopt family, like you don't physically go and sign it. But like I adopted you as a brother, Brian, like no, no, it's I, uh, I some of the family it. that you have, like some of the best family you ever have aren't blood. A hundred percent. You know, and I was going to drop that. I was going to be like everybody, you know, Trev's 24, but he did adopt me. Um and I'm 43, so it, it really yeah. doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, we're, literally, he's, yeah. he's he's more than blood. And uh, some of the best family, like you were saying, is family that God brings into your life, into your past. And yeah. uh, I've noticed that. And those are the ones that genuinely care about you, genuinely uh, uh, will be there for you no matter what. So if you have a bad day, they're not like, well, okay, well, that was weird. I'm yeah. leaving. They stay there. They show up for another day. And so, you know, when you find people like that, that's amazing. And it you're is. one of those people, man. 
Bro, you're one of those people. No, you are. Mm. You are, bro. You are. No, nah, but man. and we even talked about this in the episode last week with Joe Rojas, and yeah, what an episode that was. Like he's Dude. one of the. What, what would you even call it? Like, I, not the Godfather of Christian. You ever rock, seen? You ever but, seen those TikTok videos where people said and they kicked the door open? What would you do for coming in to take all your stuff or whatever? You know, like. And then they do some kind of funny thing where they kick the disco, disco. Yeah, something like that. But uh, I'm just saying, what if Joe Rojas and I came through your door? You know, what I'm saying Joe Rojas is a force to be reckoned with. And bro. like Brian, you're a big dude. Like yeah. when we're traveling together, like people are gonna think straight up, like you're like just this security macho dude. Well, that's fine. Let them think. Like I, I would rather just a, be that. Yeah, like you're. You're not. I wouldn't mess with you. But like, well, yeah, it's, it's you're also like the Danny kind of DeVito dude. And Arnold Schwarzenegger. When <laughs> walking Kevin next Hart and The Rock. This Kevin is, Hart and The Rock. There you go. That's even like better. you're just going to be carrying me, and I'm going to be coloring the insert of this book. Like dude, this book, cool. honestly, like weird segue here. But like, yeah, no, that's not a segue. That's getting back on point. Getting a, a circle yeah. in the wagon here. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's coloring pieces in this. It's a part of worthy books, which they've got books from the Hodge twins. They've got obviously Missy Robertson. There's a bunch of different people that have amazing books with these, uh, this company. And they're putting like conservative morals, like in people's hands to like be able to teach. They're putting not conservative. Let's, let's just throw that out the window real quick. Just for this main point, they're putting godly values, godly values, which could be Christian principles. Truth, freedom, and even the right to bear arms. Liberty. Okay. Liberty and death. Liberty. Ah, give me liberty or give me death. That's yeah. a, What did that come off of? I don't know. Sound like a, a Pastor Greg Locke like, sermon. No, I think it's uh, the Love Salem witch trials or something. I don't know. But it came with a map, too. So like when you go into the books with worthy books, it's amazing. Yeah. But I actually read this kid's book. I really loved it. I'm a fan, like uh, hearing about Valor, who's the kid in the book, like being able to hear about his story. And even though like it's quote unquote, like a fake story or a kid's book, you know, it's not a fake story, man. Fake news. No, it's That's a real fake. story. It's so many. No, no, no I believed it. I believed it. No, but like it's such a good book and so yeah. many people are going to resonate with it. And I'm just happy to be able to help spread the word about it. So if you want to be a part of what the Robertsons are doing, Go pick up this book. We've got the link in the description below and Absolutely. help put some food on the table. Like they're out there walking the walk. Everybody needs a little help. And mm. uh, that's how we could be a part of this journey with them. So if you want to support adoption, go pick up this book, go find a foundation or organization to donate to and uh, just invest time into a kid's life. Um, and the last thing I'll say is one of our good friends, Sonny uh, from POD has the youth of a nation foundation, right? And, they're making differences in child's life. So maybe you're not in the boat to adopt a child or even buy the mm. book. Like you could be the hands and feet of this thing, like youth of the nation dot foundation. You could be a part of that as well. Well, you know, one of the biggest things that I think it's important about writing these children's books and putting the, the godly values back in, in uh, our storytelling is kids are not being taught anything like that anymore. We're being taught sex education. We're being taught, you know, like stuff that we're never going to use once we get out of high school. We're, we're being taught stuff that's just kind of mind numbing and really doesn't take root. And it's time that we get back to teaching our kids values. And I know yeah. great men of God that do that. Um, and I've seen them doing it with their family. 
you know, teaching them what respect, what honor, what fidelity, all of those things mean. We don't know what they mean anymore. You know, commitment. Those are the values that we're, we're, we, we use them as wordplay, but we don't truly intrinsically understand them on a fundamental level as far as belief is concerned. And so when people like Missy are doing stuff like this, people like Sonny are doing things like this, people like Joe Rojas are doing things like this, it's important. It's important because it's few and far between. And so I'm all about that and, and all about that service. And, and like Trevor said, if you can't be there, your finances can. You can make a difference from where your you are. Your prayers can. Yes, I was getting ready to go to that next. Prayers, if you can't do it financially, pray, 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 pray. Pray hard. Uh, and that makes a huge impact. Yeah. Pray for the right kids to meet the right people so they can get the right impact or have yeah. the right aha moment. And so uh, for me, that that's just so important. Um, so yeah, dude, this is incredible. It was incredible hearing her story and hearing what she's doing and, and all of that jazz. So good, man. Well, if you're listening and I hope you are, be sure to go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Go subscribe on YouTube, leave a review, leave a comment. Anything helps. Like it helps us get the word out. And uh, that's like the only thing that I have left. Brian, you got something? Thanks for having me on, bro. Of course, dude, we can do ASMR. Let's see. open the book but we love you guys thank you so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you guys next week adoption goodbye now (laughs) there's no better way to start your day than spending time in god's word and in prayer don't know where to start we have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that the your daily prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful devotional and timely prayer to you seven days a week Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com.